Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 102. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. And today we're going to continue the arc of the Double Baked Brews by revisiting two old favorites. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? A whole ton is going down. We're going to continue the arc of the now-named Double Baked Brew. Thank you, Paige, for the suggestion on the name. Yeah, Raf Garcia. Rafael Garcia? Yeah, we just took his suggestion because I liked it the best. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty good. And when a Ninja Turtle asks you to do something, you might behoove our business to do so. E- what you said. Yeah, man. You might chase us across the hood of a taxi cab and then beat us with a cricket bat. Uh, I feel like that wasn't a Ninja Turtle that did that. That was definitely a Ninja Turtle that did that. I guess Casey Jones hit him with the cricket bat. Anyway, we're not a Ninja Turtles movie podcast. We're a Magic the Gathering podcast. Yes, very much so. Uh <laughs> Episode 102, you hit the intro one take. That was, I was super nervous about that, too. I didn't think you were going to do it, and I was like, I'm not going to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I hope I don't screw this up too bad. I hope I don't screw this up too bad, even though nobody's watching. Oh. Yeah, so coming at you live from Satan's asshole. Again. It Again. Is, it is so cold. It is the coldest place on the earth, and that includes Antarctica and where Santa, where Santa lives. Yeah, dude. Well, Antarctica's in summer right now. Other like they're on the opposite side of the earth, like they're in the southern hemisphere. Anyway, it's warmer there than it is here. We hit a temperature record and usually like surrounding Saskatoon, like to the north about an hour, like where I'm from is like a little bit colder, a couple degrees colder, lower elevation, a little bit more lakes and shit. Right. But no, not this week. No, minus 44 on uh, last Wednesday. Feels like minus 52. Yes. There's something like with the wind or the, like, and it was like humid still. There was ice crystals in the air. I walked to work uh, from my house. It's not very far, but I walked to work. And on the day when it was minus 52 in the morning, I got a little bit of snow in my shoe. And it melted because my residual body heat and my pants melted the snow into my shoe. And then the wind blowing on me as I walked to work froze my sock to my leg. Why aren't you wearing boots, man? Because <laughs> I'm not lame. Even cold would say that's cold, man. That's yeah, cold. It was it was terrible. It was tragic. Your skin can freeze off of your body in like six minutes or whatever. <laughs> the company that provides power and heat to our homes put out a advisory saying that if you crank up your heat for this cold, be aware that your ventilation exhaust thing on your house could freeze shut. Furnace exhaust. Yeah, I got to yeah. kick my furnace exhaust icicle off all the time. Yeah. D- does anybody else in CCO Nation have to kick their furnace exhaust icicle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, People from Saskatoon, of course, like our local, very local listeners would. It is a very, it's been a very cold week. Yeah. We're not a weather-based podcast either, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stretch the segue. We are doing a blue deck today. It's cold, blue, it's, cold it's blue. water. Uh, all right, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not. It wasn't very good. Whatever. We'll use it. Who are we doing today? We're, you said we're revisiting two favorites, but we're only doing one deck. What does that mean? We are revisiting both Sashiro the Anointed from, I believe, episode eight. Episode eight? Sna- Mono Green Snake Tribal okay. and Tatiova Benthic Druid. Uh, honorary Snake. Honorary snake with arms. She's kind of got a tail. Looks sort of like a snake, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. And she was episode 57? 57. Counterless Simic, where there was no counter spells, no spells with counters on them, and no spells that countered spells. The word counter did not appear at any yeah, point in the Yeah, deck. when you say no counter spells and no spells that countered things either. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. No, just in case. So, Ark of... Uh, we named it, I guess, Double Baked Brews. What does that mean? So we're looking at Snake Tribal. We're looking at Tatiova. The Tatiova list originally was also a... Primal Surge combo. Yeah. Zero uh, zero spells, just all permanents. It had Primal Surge and a Mystic Tutor to find the Primal Surge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one Mystic Tutor. That's right. Okay. This is... Tatiova Snake Tribal. Yes. And it's got some interesting win cons that are sort of throwback to the Primal Surge original Tatiova list, but it's not Primal Surge. No, there is no Primal Surge in the deck. And you are playing some uh, t- uh, combo-y than you normally play. 
Yeah, there's there's a little bit of combo. There's a little bit of aggro. I, I, I like this deck. It's a little bit casual. It's something that you break out kind of in your mid-game. After you've had a couple of drinks already, you're all having fun. You don't want to dirtbag anybody because you haven't had that really heated table rivalry yet with somebody. You don't want to power bomb Jesse through the table yet? Yep. This is the one that you play. Usually you want to power bomb somebody after you've played this. It's like, why are you playing stacks against my Tatiova Snake Tribal, bro? Dang. I can never say that because I'm also the stacks player, but... Well, you insert whatever archetype that you hate. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've teased a little bit at the deck, let's talk about a bunch of different things that have nothing to do with that. I love it. Okay. Social media coordinates, 30 seconds or less. We're CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter. We're CommanderCookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, suggestions for decks you would like to see revisited in this arc, but no nudes. You can also follow us on all better social media platforms, Facebook, Patreon, and YouTube. You can find us anywhere where your podcasts are available, iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, all that good stuff. Or if you want a more comprehensive list of where you can find us on the internet, you can check out our official official home on the entire internet, CommanderCookout.com. Yeah, and for our YouTube subscribers, uh, some technical hiccups on the episode Last week, it's now up, and you can listen to episode 101. That was Zatahedron Grinder. It's on YouTube now, and going up this week, we've got a full lineup of Commander Cookout content this week. We've got your newest article for your, I guess, collection growing series. Yeah. Yeah, that's going up Wednesday. We've got the Altar Auctions on Facebook on Thursday, and then we've got our... Ravnica Allegiance open flippy dot drinky video on Friday. And we didn't even have to sell any of our stuff to get packs. Yeah, we we were actually going to steal a bunch from Joel because he had like six boxes. But F you, Joel. Yeah, me and him cracked one and he was like, do you just want to keep a couple for the video? I was like, nah, let's just open them. <laughs> he pulled a foil breeding pool. Wow. That's a good one. There, are, I've seen three foil shocks uh, pulled by people locally. This round of Ravnica, two of them have been breeding pools. I need a, another another breeding pool. Huh. Yeah, I need one for Edric before MF in Calgary, which we have our house booked. Ooh, house. Uh, uh, CCO house, Kappa Kappa Omega. I don't know. That sounds too frat boy yeah, douchey. I also Sorry. think um, Kappa starts with a K. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever C is, it's the CCO EDH house. So there's going to be... Right now, six of us, but I imagine Joel and the dudes that he's with and like F.U., Joe, and Ben, and Alex are all going to, at some point throughout MF and Calgary weekend, after the venue closes down, come over for some 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 drinking, some eating, some EDHing, some open flipping. I'm sure Joel is going to be bringing his boxes. Probably. And last time me and Joel went to an event, we walked out with three sealed boxes. Dang. So like on Saturday night or Sunday night or whatever, like before we drive out in the morning, we will 100% be doing open flippy. Excellent. Yeah, so that'll be a good time. It will be. I mentioned YouTube earlier. We've got our giveaway going on there for Zatahedron Grinder still. That is right. Any kind of interaction with us on our YouTube page that's a share or a comment or a dirty, rotten smash of the like button will get you entered to win that. Tell me, like I know what a smash of the like button is. What is a dirty, rotten smash of the like button? It is something you probably shouldn't Google, right? I can imagine a couple different scenarios where I'm... Yep. There you go. There it is. That is what a dirty, rotten smash of the like button is. You can also get entered if you interact with any of our giveaway posts or any of our other posts on our Facebook page, Commander Cookout on Facebook. That will also get you entered. Basically, anything that helps the channel or the show grow will get you entered. Also, if you check us out on Podomatic, our kind of home hosting home we're trying to take that one over rank the number one spot we're in the top 10 we want to be the top of the top 10 you help us get there yeah you know what's funny is commander cookout at gmail.com gmail is fairly good at letting me tell it where all the certain like notification emails go and i've got it hooked up to my phone so every time there's a comment a subscription a twitter follow a i want more on podomatic or a comment on our automatic or patron posts 
I get a notification on my phone. Wow. <laughs> so there's quite a bit going on on my phone on the regular. Oh, you must um, feel so popular. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, when my phone vibrates at like three in the morning and it's like, hey, so-and-so followed you on Twitter. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, final giveaway. Final giveaway. We love giving back. And I have in my hand newly minted CCO sticker. Yeah, I posted a picture of one of them on my magic carrying case on Twitter on Saturday. And uh, you got one in your hands. We're going to be sending those out to any new patrons. Plus, the winner of the Zada deck will have some with us in MF Calgary if you want to stop by and get a cool sticker to decorate your home or office. Or if you win any of Ryan's altars that are posted on Thursdays, I'm sure we can include one in the envelope there as well. Ooh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and speaking of altars, the final, final giveaway, any patron at the $10 level above or above per month is going to get complimentary borderless extended art altar like the ones that are auctioned on Facebook just for becoming a patron. So show the support for the show and you're going to be rewarded immediately with CCO swag and maybe hopefully something that finds its way into a deck of yours. Yeah. Also, we appreciate the support and you have our eternal gratitude as well. Eternal gratitude? Well, we play in eternal format, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah. I got it. It's a reference. So should we talk about a deck? We got shout-outs. Yeah. Okay. New patron shout-outs. We got two. First shout-out. Chris Meehan. Funny nickname? Um, how about Crispy Ham? Crispy Ham is Crispy Ham. Yeah. I actually like that. I wonder if he's ever heard that before. No way. Crispy Ham. Yeah. Next shout-out. Caleb Ryder. Do we make a Ryder joke here? I wonder... If he's Canadian, he'll get it. If he's from the U.S., he probably doesn't give a shit about CFL. Because we could definitely make a joke about how he's only won four championships in a league with ten teams over the course of a hundred years. Isn't it nine teams? No, I think there was ten at one point, at the highest point. Oh, yeah. They actually have fewer championships than the University of Toronto, and they haven't had a goddamn team in 60 years. Go Riders! Welcome aboard, guys. Yes, thank you very much. And we actually got a football reference in... Two weeks in a row. Excellent. Also, ooh. Also, we got some flack about the Tom Brady and Patriots comments. Why? Uh, well, I mean, there's there's people that live like in like the northeastern United States who like the Patriots. Okay, that's fine. Cool. I'm down. And like I said, no question. Tom Brady, like best football player that ever played. There we go. No question. Julian Edelman had the best game in the Super Bowl out of anybody on the Patriots. Like. 136 yards receiving on like 16 catches or something like he made the he was the difference maker because he had so many touchdowns it doesn't doesn't really matter like he was suspended at the start of the year for for performance enhancing drugs he cheated at the start of the year he didn't cheat at the end he cheated at the start this is what this is like okay so we sit down we're playing a game of commander okay we're playing commandy and i'm shuffling up i keep my hand to seven and i turn one i go like land dude black lotus tap sack for three mana and you're like dude black lotus is banned you can't play that oh okay i'll take it out of my deck with the three mana from black lotus (laughs) i'm gonna cast my card (laughs) right like that's what that's like i like that dude i I really like that point anyway we're not a football podcast or a weather podcast <laughs> yeah. or a Ninja Turtles podcast. We are the Magic, the Gathering podcast, and we should maybe talk about a deck. What do you think? Taddy, give her a read. Taddy Benthic Druid is a 3-3 merfolk druid for green-blue 3. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may gain one life and draw a card. So it's like landfall, gain a life, draw a card. Yeah. What could be broken about that? Nothing. Okay, as per the usual, we're going to start with creatures. I'm going to preface this by saying, here at CCO Podcast, we like to give long-winded abilities with no keyword names. A keyword name, lots of snakes, and what we call snake. And what snake is, is if this creature deals damage to another creature, it gets tapped and does not untap during its controller's next untap step. So when we say snake, (laughs) that's what that means. So we're going to get to that when we start with the creatures. I remember reading cards from episode 8 now. It's like, what does this even do? Newsflash. Brando only likes snakes that have arms. Which makes them not snakes, unless they're from Krapagawa. There are some good snakes from Krapagawa. 
weirdly enough. Well, let's start with like two or three or five snakes that are not from Kamigawa. Okay, how about Ambush Viper? 2-1 Flasher for two? It's a flasher. <laughs> it's got death touch. Combat trick. Yeah, combat trick to the snake. There's probably better combat tricks, but this one just has creature dash snake on it. How about Biomancer's Familiar? Not a snake. Not a snake. Too bad it's not a snake mutant. Anyways, 2-2 two, two, mutant for two. Activated abilities of creatures you control cost two less to cast. Can't make them cost zero, right? Got to cost one or more. It doesn't matter what it does because you have zero things that have uh, adapt. Yeah, the rest of it is irrelevant. That's a new one from Allegiance. Yeah, I like that card lots. Yeah. Got two foil ones from our local game store. I was very happy. Ooh, I, if I get a non-foil one? That's definitely not how that works. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, we have another card that I just recently acquired in foil in Blight Mamba. This, I like this one because it regenerates. Yeah. So this is a 1-1 one, one for 2, regenerator for 2. It's got Infect. Yeah. He's a solid creature. Incidental Infect. Yeah. Infect. I just made it up. We'll use it. How about Coiling Oracle? 1-1 one, one for 2. When it enters the battlefield, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land... Put it into play. If it's a non-land, put it into your hand. So it like it ramps you or draws you a card. Good card. Very, very good. Like and if you have Tatiova, it also gains you a life and draws you another card. Yeah, very good with Tatiova. First Krapagawa snake, not actually from the set Krapagawa, but from the plane Krapagawa, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It's got four arms and it has Orochi in the name in Casito Orochi Archmage. Yeah, twenty Commander 2015 special. Okay, 2-2. Two, two. Legendary creature, Snake Wizard. Those are some relevant creature types. One of them is. <laughs> blue, green, one. You go blue, green, target creature can't be blocked this turn. If that creature's a snake, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. That's how you pump your Blight Mamba. There we go. You just activate that ability like... Five times. Five times, yeah. Okay. There you are. Next up... Oh, that's all it does. Yeah. Sure. That's why he's not the commander. That's your snake tribal commander if you just want to go all in on snake tribal. Yeah, don't do that, though. Because A, you have to play a non-foil commander, and B, he's just not that exciting. Yeah, he's not. Well, if he was, you know, altered art because he doesn't come in foil from me. Uh, <clears throat> then maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. How about Kashi tribe elite? Another snake with arms. He looks more like a ninja turtle. Two, three for three. Legendary snakes you control can't be the target of spells or abilities. That's like shroud. Yeah. Legendary snakes have shroud, so you can't... And then what does he got? He got snake. And he has snake. Is that like it's poisoned? I'm not sure is what that, that is. Is that the flavor? No, man. He got kung fu chopped in the neck by all four of the snake arms. Yeah. What does that sound like? Just like that. That is actually what I imagined that it sounded like. Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. All right. How about Kashi Tribe Reaver? It's a 3-2 snake for four. It has snake and it has regenerate. Lots of regenerate in here. Sometimes you just got to keep your stuff alive. How about a Kashi Tribe Warriors? Kashi Tribe Warriors. It's a 2-4 for 5. Eh. It's got snake. And that's it. He's one of those cards that he's in there because he's a snake and he's a warrior, which will become relevant later on. Okay. And you could probably, if you can find a more efficient snake, you could replace him. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't think that the snake ability is that bad. Like, it disincentivizes blocking. And then if you can, like, pump after no blocks. How about Kira Great Glass Spinner? That's a 2-2 two, two for 3 with flying. It's a spirit, not a snake. Did you mess that up? Not at all. Just continue reading the card. Okay. Creatures you control have. Whenever this creature becomes a target of a spell or ability for the first time in a turn, counter that spell or ability. So you can't remove my guys. That is good. Yeah. Need, uh, and, and it counts itself, too, right? Yes. Creatures you control have. Yeah, it is also very difficult to deal with. Yeah. So you've got some Wrath Reassurance in your Regenerators, and you've got a Cura Great Glass Spinner to, I guess, make their spot removal worse. Yes. Okay. Matsu Tribe Bird Stalker. What? <laughs> That's right. Okay. 2-2 two, two for 4. It's got Snake and Green Matsu Tribe Bird Stalker. <laughs> that sounds like a made-up name. 100% it is. Matsu Tribe Bird Stalker may block as though it had flying until end of turn. So it gets reach until end of turn. Yeah. So now if this card was printed now, it would have snake and reach, and that would be it. 
I was just going to say, like, if they reprinted a whole bunch of Kamigawa cards now, how much less words would be on them? Oh, man. So many less words. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, they re- they reprint and retemplate, like, Legends cards that have, like, a wall of text. No. Kamigawa. Kamigawa <laughs> cards. Let's keep up with the Matsu tribe. We got the decoy. Matsu tribe decoy. One, three for three. You pay green two. Turg creature blocks Matsu tribe decoy. And then it has snake. So you make something block, and then it stays tapped down. You you kind of, like, it's got lure. That's what that ability is called, right? You can activate that two or three times to make two or three things block it, and then you just hammer in with your super pump blight mamba. How about Matsu Tribe Sniper? Deals one damage to a creature with flying, and it has snake. And it's a 1-1 one, one for two. And snake is whenever it deals... Damage, not combat damage. It doesn't have to be combat damage, any damage. Ooh, that's actually a good one. Tess, this guy will keep that flying thing tapped forever. All right, how about some efficiency in Mold Adder? Ooh, yeah. So this is a 1-1 for 1 whenever an opponent casts a blue or black spell, because, I mean, sometimes people play those colors, you put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on Mold Adder. That thing usually gets big when you play it. I've seen this card a couple times. I've had him be a 5-5 by when it comes back around to me on turn 2. 5-5 for 2. Five, five, five for one. one. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty good. I actually stole one of these from you the last time we played together, and it was like a 16-16 or something, or an 18-18. It's big. I stole it with a blatant thievery, which put a counter on it, and then <laughs> I got it. Cool. <laughs> how about Merc Fiend Liege? Merc Fiend Liege is how you untap your your dude that... My sniper. Your snake pinger. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Simic, Simic, Simic Hybrid, and two for a 4-4 four, four Horror... Other greens you control get plus one, plus one. Other blues you control get plus one, plus one. And the best part, untap all green and or blue creatures you control during each other player's untap step. Very cool. Let's you swing in, beat a whole bunch of wholesale ass, untaps, you're ready for the crackback. Oh, Mystic Snake. It's a good snake. It's a good snake. Blue, blue, green, one, flash, two, two. Enters the battlefield, counter target spell. It's like paying for counter spell and a two, two snake at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he cost the blue, blue, green one. Here's a fun include in Nazahal, the Primal Tide. Yeah. He looks like, his neck looks like a snake. He's definitely one of the, what do you call, what is that dinosaur called? The underwater one? The flappy army one with the long neck? Yeah, this, the Loch Ness Monster was supposed to be, I think. I don't know. If anybody in CCO Nations knows, get at us on Twitter and tell us what kind of dinosaur Nazahal is. Yeah, what are you, like a paleontologist or an archaeologist? No, a paleontologist. Either one works. Probably. Yeah. Anyways, Nezahal, 7-7, seven, seven, Elder Dinosaur. For blue, blue, 5. Can't be countered. You have no max hand size. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a card. What in... What? There's more. There's, There's more. There's more still? Discard three cards. Exile Nezahal. Then return them to the battlefield under your... Its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So if he's going to die, you just ditch your hand and he dives deep down. Yeah. That guy does so many things. I don't know why I've never played him before. He's so cool. He's he's very good. You know what I like too is there's a there's some weird extra mode on him where it's like if you've got maybe in blue black decks where you're like I've got all these cards because my opponents cast all these non-creature spells. I'm gonna discard three, respond to the ability, discard three, discard three, discard three, like ditch your whole hand, and then you can like living death or something. Neat. Something like that. I don't know. You can respond to his ability by ditching more cards. That's cool. You can dump your whole hand that way. Into your graveyard. How about Orn Viper? Another regular snake. He's at 1-3 for 3. Whenever Orn Viper deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature. It's got Super Snake. Yeah. Yeah. Screw tapping it down. Just kill it. And then whenever it deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Super good. Yeah. This is a great card. That's a good snake. That's a snow snake, like my dad's friend from Mexico, remember? <laughs> yes, told I told that story, snow snake? <laughs> I think we actually told that story during episode eight as well. Ah, uh, yeah. And there's that one card that Soul Snare reminds me of snow snake. <laughs> <laughs> How about a Rochi Egg Watcher? Egg Washer. <laughs> one, one for three. You can pay three, tap them. You put a one, one green snake into play. And then if you control 10 or more creatures, you flip them. And he turns into Sashiro Broodmaster? It's Mistress? Sh- Shidako Broodmistress. 
I'm going to take your word for it. I'm the best at reading upside down. You tap a green, sack a creature, target creature gets plus three, plus three till end of turn. Green, sack a creature. Giant growth. Make your Blight Mama bigger. Yeah. I like it. How about Orochi Leaf Collar? Oh, yeah, we're in the Orochi tribe now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a filter, right? It's a 1-1 one, one for 1. You pay green. You can make a man of any color. So it turns your green into a blue. It turns your forests into tropical islands. That's pretty good. And we got Orochi Ranger. It's got snake? Yep. 2-1 two, for 2 with snake. Orochi Sustainer. A 1-2 two for 2 taps for green. It's like shitty Llanowar Elf snake. But it's a shaman and a snake, both of which are relevant again later on. Okay. Once, once we get to the S's, you'll see some cool snakes. Oh, yeah. We have Patron of Orochi. Not a snake, but he's got snake offering. I don't remember what that is. Sounds terrible. You could play this anytime you could play an instant if you sack a snake and you minus that snake's mana cost from Patron of Orochi's mana cost. Oh, so it's like snake emerge. Remember it, emerge from Eldritch Moon? Yeah. Snake emerge. Yes, yeah, so you could sack that like two, four for five and play this guy for as with flash for three. It's pretty good. And then he, he he's a 7-7, seven, seven, and he taps to untap all forests and green creatures. All all green creatures, not just yours. This guy is going to make us some big mana. Pilly Pala? A Scarecrow. Still starts with an S. I'll give it to him. Scarecrow. <laughs> he's a 1-1 one, one for 2. He's got flying. <laughs> okay. Why? You pay 2. You untap him. He's from Shadowmoor. He's got that untap ability. God, they got to be careful with that if they ever redo it, eh? Yeah. Anyways, two, untap them, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So him and Biomancer's assistant is infinite mana. Yeah, assuming you can tap and untap him for the mana he makes, then we have another card that'll give you infinite mana with him. Sure. Incidental, but very cool. How about Prowling Serpapod? Cat Snake. Doesn't even make sense. Four, three for three. That's pretty good. Got relevant creature type, can't be countered, and... Creature spells you control can't be countered. Ooh. You know, some lists of Animar play him, but I don't like it because it costs green, green. I like it because it's a cat snake, and it doesn't even make sense. And the picture's just a snake. It's a cat. Uh, it's a snake. It's got. Does it have a cat face, and I just can't it, see it? It's got a cat face, and its tail is a, a cat tail, but it, like, morphs from a, a snake into a cat tail. It's ridiculous. Okay. It's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Now we're into the S's. Now we're gonna. Now we're into the shit, and we're gonna start with Sachi, daughter of Sashiro. Dude, oh, these are just getting worse. One three for four. Other snakes get plus zero plus one, and shamans you control have tap add green green to your mana pool. And she's a shaman. She's a shaman. We've had another shaman or so as well. Now, there's a few shamans kicking around in the deck, so she is a good ramp card. Next up, we have Sakashima the Imposter. That's a four mana clone that. It keeps Sakashira the Sakashima the Imposter name, though. So you right? can clone legendary things. Yeah, like Sachi, daughter of Sashiro. Or Tatiova. Ooh, that's probably better. And then it also has Blue Blue 2, Return Sakashima the Imposter to its owner's hand. This card's expensive, I, b- b- but very good. Right? Yeah, I had no idea that he was that expensive, or she, or whatever. I had no idea that it was that much money. That card's good. But whatever. Next up, we have Sakiko, Mother of Summer. It's a six-drop... 3-3 three, three Snake Shaman. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, add green to your mana pool, and it doesn't empty until the end of your turn, right? It also, you get green for each damage that they did. So if it deals 5, you get 5 green post-combat. Add that much green. Oh yeah, Sakiko Mother of oh. Summer can set up some insanity. Enormous mana, yeah. Like, if yeah. you hit them with 3-3-3s, three, three, you got 9 mana there. It's pretty good. And it sticks around. Yeah, you can use it in your next main phase. It's very cool. Cool, yeah. All right, next up, we got Sakura Tribe Elder. We all know this one. Yeah, he's a 1-1 one, one for 2. Sack him to get a basic. How about Sakura Tribe Scout? 1-1 one, one for 1. Tap him to put a land into play. Sakura Tribe Spring Caller. He's a 2-4. At the beginning of your upkeep, get a green, and it just doesn't empty, right? Yeah, so you just have a green that you have. Okay, he's he's cost 4 mana. Like, I don't know, he's getting a green after you've already spent 4. Is that good? He's a 2-4 for 4. I've seen him do some okay stuff. Playing playing with him, he's better than he sounds. I, I can feel vouch like, for him. I feel like Sakura Tribe Spring Caller could be a Karametra's Acolyte. But I don't know. Like, obviously it's not a snake, but 
based on some of the suggestions I have or how you make lots of mana with the deck, Karametra's Acolyte will just tap for like 5, 6, 8, 10 mana. Yeah. This gives you one per turn. But this one's a snake and a shaman. That's why I play this one over Karametra's Acolyte. Yeah, okay, I gotcha. I can see that that other one being better, though. Okay, how about Sasea Orochi Ascendant? That's another flip one. This one needs th- this one honestly needs to get caught, and I'm going to tell you why. This is this is the craziest. Hold on, let me read this. Okay, so it's a two, three for three. Reveal your hand. If you have seven or more land cards, flip it. What? What the hell? If you weren't playing a Tatiova deck where it actively like gave you the best reward in Magic, like drawing a card for just playing a land, for doing something that you want to do anyways, like okay, fine, I get it. But you're playing Tatiova. Yeah. Okay, what does it flip to? It flips over to be an enchantment that has whenever you tap a land for mana, it taps for its color in an amount equal to lands that share a name with the land you tapped. So if you tap a forest and you have 10 forests, you get 10 mana per forest. See, that's lots. I've only flipped that over once, and I didn't need it. In no world do yeah, I Yeah, when it. you already have 10 forests, yeah. what do you need 100 mana for? Because I also had 24 cards in my hand. Like I, It's such a win more card, but it's a foil four-armed snake from Kamigawa, so I just kind of play it for sentimental reasons. I get you. You know what? I think I think there's got to be something we got to cover in the future on win more cards. Trademark, patent pending. CCO's doing win more card. Don't play them. Yep. All right, how about Seed Guide Ass? Seed Guide Ash, not a snake. Not a snake. 4-4 four, four for 5. When it's put into the graveyard from the battlefield, so when it dies, you may search your library for up to three forest cards. Put them onto the battlefield tapped. Ooh. it's pretty good. Yeah, I like I like that if you can, like, recur it and kill it a bunch. Yeah. It decentivizes blocking, just like the uh, Blight Mama does. Because nobody wants to give you three forests. They're not basic forests. Yeah, I suppose. I like just looping that in and out and just fetching your whole mana base. It's not terrible. How about Big Daddy from the original deck, Sashiro the Anointed? Yeah. Three, four for six. Other snakes you control get plus one, plus two, plus two, plus two. Yeah. And whenever a snake you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. He's super good. Super snake, four arms, seven heads, and 17 bow and arrows, and five legs. He's not a snake. 100% he's a snake. This is what snakes look like in my head. When I see snakes at the zoo, this is what I'm picturing. If I ever had a pet snake, I would knit him a little sweater with four armholes and just let him crawl around. <laughs> Excellent. Next up, we have Shizuku, Collar of Autumn. Two, three for three. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player gets green, green, green and gets to keep it until the end of turn. I play her because she's fun. She is fun. She speeds the game up, I guess, right? She speeds the game up for everybody, hopefully for you a little bit more, but she's just kind of fun. She'll usually take the heat off you for a couple of turns. Yeah, she'll take the heat off you and she comes down turn two or three. She'll get you into the mid to late game a little bit faster. Correct. I like her. How about Sasuke, son of Sashiro? Another legendary snake. Other snakes get plus one plus zero and this got super snake, right? No, whenever a warrior you control deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature at end of combat. Super snake. Super snake for your snake warriors. Very cool. <laughs> And then last creature, we have a Trigon Predator. Kids bang through some instants and sorceries real quick. Yeah, here's the thing. Not a whole ton of instants and sorceries in this deck. It's a creature deck. Very Brando. Yeah, very me. Uh, We're returning to form. There's a, there's a rotten combo in here. Just wait. There is a rotten combo, but you know what? It's We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. All right, Beast Within. Uh, kills a thing, gives the thing's owner a 3-3 beast. Crozen Grip. It's got split second, kills artifact or enchantment. Very, Pong- very good. Pongify. Kills a thing. Thing for one mana and gives them a green monkey token. Reality shift. That kid exiles a thing. And they, uh, what is it? Manifest the top of their library. Manifesting is flipping over the top card of their library or putting it face down. Yeah. And they can turn it face up if it's a creature card for its mana cost. Yeah. And if they can't, if it's a land or a thing that they really, really wanted that isn't a creature, it's just a 2 2 colorless bro now. Yeah. Very good. Sorceries. There are 11 of them. Okay, that's not that that few. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's start with expropriate. Expropriate. You what? I have This is one this is in my notes for like why? So, blue blue 7 council's dilemma. So, we got to like vote or whatever, right? Or, or we pick. Starting with you. Each player votes for time, 
or money. For each time vote, you get to take an extra turn. For each money vote, choose a permanent owned by the voter that voted money and gain control of it. Yeah. And then you exile, expropriate. Okay, fine, whatever. So you always pick time to get an extra turn. Of course. If one other idiot picks time. Never, ever pick time when somebody plays this card. And I'm playing this card. I'm, I'm telling you, don't pick time. If they did, though, it's Whoa. a nine-mana time stretch, which makes it better than time stretch because time stretch costs ten. And tell me a game that you've been in where time stretch didn't just win the person the game. Yeah. Right? So you get one extra turn and, like, three things from people. It's pretty good. It's a what is it? A choir or something? Blatant thievery. Blatant it's blatant thievery. thievery and time warp at the same time. I'm playing it because it's a big mana deck that makes big big mana, and I had one, and I wanted to win doing things other than the next two cards. Okay, let's move to the next two cards because a lot of the discussion post deck is going to be the merits of these cards and how cumbersome they are on the build. Genesis Wave. Ooh, green, green, green X. Reveal the top X card of your library. Any permanence with converted mana cost X or less get put into play or cast? Put into play. Put into play. So you don't cast them, but who cares? Then the other cards go... To the yard. Into the graveyard. Yeah. That's actually an okay spot for them. It's not the worst. Yeah. So X equals 10. You just get every 10 drop in your deck and all the lands. Yeah. You reveal the top 10, every 10 drop or less you get. Yeah, if you have Tatiova at the time, you draw a bunch more cards, you get a bunch of life. Oh, yeah, Tatiova. You get yeah. a bunch of stuff. Genesis Wave is one of my favorite cards. I just like playing it. That's why it's here. It's a pet deck. It's a casual deck. It's a fun deck. So I put in a card that I find to be lots of fun. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? As long as you can resolve your Genesis Wave quickly and efficiently, like uh, we were talking last week with Zata, you got to practice a little bit uh, the the actual dexterity of flipping and, and, and arranging. Yeah, I think that's okay. Speaking of cards that I find fun that I just really like, Hurricane. Ooh. Green, X. Hurricane deals X damage to each creature with flying and each player. Uh, you only have a couple flyers in the deck. Yep. Hurricane doesn't hit as much as Earthquake. No. Because there's more non-flyers than there are flyers, but you are hitting every player as well. And with Tatiova, you've theoretically gained some life. So you could be at more than your opponents if you decide to Hurricane for 25. Yeah. Or 40, whatever. That's how, that's how the old Sashiro deck used to win, is I'd, I'd beat you down with giant dudes, and then Hurricane everybody for the win. For the rest of the damage. So like yeah. if you're playing the aggro deck and... Mid game, when the 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 longer range decks would start to take over, you'd have them all around. You know, twenty. You're still at thirty five, thirty eight life. Then you're like, ooh, I can see that they're starting to pull away with the game. My aggro deck can't keep up. I guess I'll use all my mana. Hurricane. Yep. Oh. You crush whoever has the fewest number of blockers with your giant wall of dudes, your wall of giant dudes, however you want to say it. Yep. Get a bunch of mana from your mother of summer. And then hurricane everybody else to death. It's great. 90% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> How about mitotic manipulation? Oh, this is a weird one. Okay. Blue, blue one. Look at the top seven cards of your library. You may put one of those cards onto the battlefield. It has the same name as a permanent. Forester Island. Okay, so it's like a ramp spell? It's a ramp spell. That's a weird ramp spell, dude. It's strange, but it's cool. It's neat. I wanted to play. This is CCO. I want to play some different stuff. And I found this in my random foil box. And I was like, you know what this is? This is an extra Forester Island. I like it. Yeah, it's like a shitty Rampant Growth. You could have just played Rampant Growth for less mana. Nah. What, no. What's the next card? You could have played a better than this card for one less mana as well. Recollect? Yeah, you could play Regrowth. One less mana. Same effect. Maybe. If I had a foil Recollect. Or recall, or whatever the hell you just said. Regrowth. Regrowth, which I don't. Yeah, there is a Eternal Masters one that comes in foil, yeah. and a Judge one. Yeah. Hey, you want to be a pimp, or you want to be a plebeian? You want to be a <laughs> peasant? You want to be a bitch? How about Retraced Image? You know, we played this and Mitotic Manipulation in Scrapatraxa. Yeah. You read this one, because this one is like, why would anybody play this in EDH? Retraced Image is a sorcery for blue. Reveal a card in your hand, then put that card into play if it has the same name as a permanent in play. Reveal a card in your hand, then put it into play if it has the same name as a permanent in play. What? How do you... Go third. Island. Tap it. Play this. You have a forest. Forest. So that's just like another ramp spell. Yeah. 
I'm playing blue ramp spells. Blue ramp spells. What the hell? In a green deck. What the hell? <laughs> okay, let's let's bring back the sanity. Rishkar's expertise. Oh yeah. Green green four. Draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. Then you can cast a five drop or less for free. Oh, you know why that's there. Everybody knows why that's yeah. there. Yeah. Now, um, specifically, sometimes maybe you'd want to cast a five drop like Tatiova, but you have to cast it from your hand. Yeah. So anybody trying to cast their commander off of an expertise spell, take a hike. How about Sky Shroud Claim? Yeah. Green three. Search for two forests. Put them into play. Untapped. Yeah. Sasuke's summons. You get two snake tokens, and whenever a snake comes to play under your control, you may return Sasuke summons from your graveyard to your hand. Yes, yeah, so you get two snakes. Then when you play a non non token snake, you get that back, you can make more token snakes. Now, two color deck. What's my favorite card, Ryan? In a two color deck? In any in all of magic. What's my favorite card? We did a whole video oh, on it. Uh, Decimate. So what do you do when you can't play Decimate? Play half Decimate. You play half a mate. You play Stomp and Howl. Yeah. Green 2, Sorcery, Destroy, Target, Artifact, and Target, Enchantment. And. Yeah. And. I like the art on there, too, because it's like some little dude that just got, like, totally just fucking stomped by a Brontosaurus, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and last Sorcery in the deck. Card I really thought was going to get reprinted in Dominaria, but didn't in Time of Need. Yeah, I actually want one of these. I don't. I think I own one. Anyway, search your library for a legendary creature, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. It costs green one. How was that not in Dominator? With so many legendary creatures in I the set, know, that's like the perfect include. And they could have had like awesome non-Kamigawa art. They could have had the weather light flying in the sky with one of those like sun pings behind it from yeah. like the camera, you know? Like every, it has so many opportunities to just have this like epic, yeah. heroic arrival thing, right? Yeah, dude. And they didn't do it. Do some enchantments. There's five of them. Yeah. First one, burgeoning. Uh, burgeoning, I actually like exploration better in this deck. Let's talk about burgeoning, though. Enchantment for green. Whenever an opponent plays a land, you get to play a land. Burgeoning with Tatiova. It's, yeah, it's good, yeah. but when I'm not ramping any longer or I'm missing land drops, m me, the collective I, your three opponents, aren't hitting every land drop, It, I like the baseline of a card being better, and I think Maybe. that's exploration in your deck. Maybe. I just like burgeoning better. I play a land, I draw a card. If it's a land, you play a land, I play that land, gain a life, draw a card. Next guy plays a land, I play that land, and I draw a card. As long as I keep drawing lands, I keep doing okay, and it gets my dead draws out the way. No, as, as long as I keep playing yeah. lands, you can keep playing lands. Yeah. With Tatiova and Exploration, you play your land for the turn, draw a card. If it's a land, you can play that land too, and then you draw mm -hmm. another card. It only happens on your turn, but I think the baseline is higher. Next up, Coastal Piracy. Yeah. Four drop. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. Well, hold on a sec. What, Do you what? like Biden to Thassa? I also play Biden to Thassa. I play both. Uh, it's probably in the artifact section, yeah. not the enchantment yeah. section, I despite have... being an artifact and an yeah. enchantment. This effect is in the deck three times. Very excellent. Yeah. Concordant Crossroads. Creatures have haste. Growing, it's, like, it's for green mana, right? That's yeah. like a $30 card now, hey? Yeah, it's super expensive. Yeah, super good. Great art on it as well. Growing Rights of Itlamok. Three drop, enters battlefield, reveal the top four cards of your library. You can put a creature from among them into your hand? Yes. And then at the beginning of your end step, if you control four or more creature, you transform it into a Gaius Cradle. Yeah. Very good card. That's just a good card. You got a foil one? I do. I have a non-foil one. Does it... Could, no, that's, we, not, that's not how that works either. We still... No. Still no, not how it works. Okay. No. How about nature's will? Four drop. Whenever one or more creature you control go combat damage to a player, tap all lands that player controls, and then untap all lands you control. I was going to be like, it's land snake, but it's like land reverse snake for you. It's kind of like... I don't know what the card is that taps all your opponent's land, but it does that, and it's like a sort of feast and famine too, kind of. Where it untaps all your shit. Yeah, it's like double turnabout, but you got to hit them first. You could do it. Turnabout's so good. All right, that's the enchantments. Let's do some artifacts real quick. We got Biden to Thassa. Okay, it's just like, what do we say? Coastal piracy? Yep. Same thing, but also blue one tap. Uh, creatures your opponents control attack this turn if able. Just They just have to attack. I don't I don't mind that. It gets blockers out of the way, right? That's right. Yep. Hope Bow of Nylea. Okay. Attacking creatures you control have death touch. Cool. Just attackers, though. Yeah. Okay, fine. 
costs three mana. You can go green, one, tap, then you choose one. Listen to this laundry list. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature, or Bow of Nylea deals two damage to a flyer, or you gain three life, or put up to four target cards from your graveyard onto the bottom of your library in any order. Yeah, that goes like super infinite with um, Captain Sisse and Paradox Engine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Lightning Greaves is Lightning Greaves. Yep. Simic Signet is Simic Signet. Sol Ring is Sol Ring. Snake Basket. Ooh. Four drop. You could pay X. Sack Snake Basket. Put X Cobra tokens into play. Cobra has actually been redacted or... Errated. Errated. That's the word. To be snake. Oh. So they're 1-1 one, one green snake creature tokens. Yes. Ooh, if you just play it on turn four, then you like sack it on turn five if you don't want to play Tatiova. Yeah, just chill with it. And or if you draw it late game, you can just like pay 10 into it. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. And lastly, we have a Paradise Mantle. Zero drop equipment. It equips for one. And equipped creature has tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. That's your infinite mana with Pilly Pala. Or oh. it turns your dudes into dorks. It's just a cool card. So explain the Pilly Pala combo. Equip Pilly Pala with Paradise Mantle. And remember, Pilly Pala is two and untap to make a mana of any color. In this particular case, you also have a Biomancer's Assistant, so it's one untap at any mana, mana of any color. So you tap it for a mana, use that mana to untap it for a mana. Tap it for a mana, use that mana to untap it for another mana. Yeah. Rinse, repeat until you have all that you want. Hurricane for the win, Genwave for your whole deck. Make your dudes unblockable and giant with your snake that does that yeah the snake that mind you if you gen wave and then make all your snakes giant you won't be able to target your legendary snakes <laughs> <laughs> you could uh, use your snake that pumps like that that c15 snake to pump your blight mamba and you could use your after gen wave your bident of thassa oh no because that doesn't tap them yeah how do you tap all your opponent's creatures or make them not be able to block so you can attack the one guy makes them unblockable. You just don't target a legendary snake. I suppose. Yeah. You got flyers in the deck and... And the, you have unblockable creatures that are snakes in the deck. Okay. It's all so, that it takes. So Genwave. Now, we were talking before the show and over the week that we've kind of been talking about this deck, you've recently rebuilt it. The merits of winning with Hurricane and I'm going to say the setup cost for Hurricane versus the strain on the list of having to win with Genwave. Now, let me let me explain that a little bit better, I guess. Is you Genwave your whole deck, and then you need something to pump, then you need something to give haste, then you need something that flies or is unblockable or infect. You, you need a whole bunch of things to deal combat damage. So it's not a very condensed combo. You know, like, and we're not talking CEDH here, but in CEDH... All of the best combo decks have like a few two-card combos that are just really compact, really easy to find. Boom, win. Yeah. Right? And this is not that. No. And the other thing about Hurricane is the setup cost. You have to make sure that you have more life. And Tatiova does do that. But if somebody else is beaten down on you because they're either wise to your game plan or hate Tatiova because she like rewards you for playing land, <laughs> it's hard to win with Hurricane. So do you play them both and suck up all those slots instead of playing like legit snake tribal like what's what's the, the what's the deal with this deck i have them both in there because well i mean the hurricane i put in there is it's a pet card i just like to play it and win with it and you can use it as a removal spell and you can use it to get those pesky flyers out of the way and genesis wave it just accelerates me into doing what i want to do anyway okay how like, many times do you go like green 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 for gen wave x equals Five. X equals three. Every time I do it, somebody either wraths the board or I'm probably going to win. Honestly, even in a janky deck like this, if you gen wave for six, which is not hard in this deck, you can, as long as you don't hit six crappy things or just land, you, you're in a way better spot than your opponent is. Okay, Value yeah. Genesis wave is good. And gen wave for your whole deck will 100% of the time win the game. Yeah, that's right. Unless, like, somebody... What's the split second turns your guys into zero twos? Sudden spoiling? Yeah. Like, if somebody plays sudden spoiling, then 
They've matted way too hard, and they're probably (laughs) not going to win either. Pack your sudden spoilings, kids. Making lots of mana for your gen wave or your hurricane. 15 mana rocks or dorks. Yeah. And some of them are a little bit janky, so they have to be snakes. Or, Or because they're snakes, I guess, right? Yes. And some of those mana dorks like Biomancer's Familiar is great for your Pillipala combo, but isn't technically a mana dork. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, he's he's only in there because it's like, ooh, I like this card lots. I want to play it, him in a deck. It makes and your regenerators cost yeah. green instead of green one. Yeah, it, it, That's okay. It's got a, a few kind of just side benefits, so you play it. Now, strengths and weaknesses. Sure. Tribal. Always fun. Yes. Always fun. Always a good time, especially when you're playing not elves, goblins, merfolk, zombies, angels. Soldiers. Dragons. Yeah. The jankier, the better, right? Yeah, man. Snakes, oozes. Those are the tribes you want. That's right. Okay. On the tribal strength, there's enough snakes that you don't have to scrape the very bottom of the barrel to get, like, and and use, like, the crappy ones. Yeah, like, I play some of the shittier ones just because I like them and I have them in foil, so I play a little bit of the jankier ones. But if you really wanted to, you could go in and you could find better snakes and put them in. And they do exist. Like Death Hood Cobra is very yeah, good. You could play real cards, I uh, guess. Yeah, there's the there's one that every time a, you draw a card, it gets bigger. There's lots of good ones. Oh, that that'd you could be a good play. one in this deck. Yeah. Okay. Strength. Worst case scenario. You cast your commander, you're drawing cards and gaining life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> If if the shittiest your deck is going to get is, I guess I'll make five mana, cast my commander, and just start winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's as worse as you get. Like, okay. Two-color snakes is better. That's my final strength. Yeah. It, it used to be mono green, but we've double-baked it. We've added blue. You get the pump legendary snake, which you can find with time and need. Yep. And you still get all of the actual green aggro snakes. And then you get some, like, removal and interaction and combos with blue. And if you wanted to just redundantly have better snakes, you could play some clones. Yeah. I love clones. Now, moving to weaknesses, and I want to lump this together with some suggestions is, okay, now you're playing blue. Yeah. So there's no Cyclonic Rift. Nope. There's no Counterspell, Mana Drain, whatever, other than Mystic Snake. Nah. Dude, Mana Drain is so gold dang good. But it's not a snake. It is not a snake. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> combo isn't very compact. If you're looking to win with the combo, there's a lot of either setup or a lot of pieces. Yep, or a lot of blind, stinky doo-dah luck. Yes. At, at best case scenario, it's a three-card combo. Yeah. Yeah, and you, can, you can't tutor for. Yeah, and you can't tutor for any of it. But remember, your your commander does draw you cards. So how many cards do you draw off a tattoo over in a game? Five. In the average game, I think I've drawn like five, six, maybe seven. You you draw a couple, and then there's a wrath, or somebody just kills her, and then you cast her maybe one more time for seven, and draw a, a few more. Yeah, she's there for value, and I mean, if you do the value gen wave with her out there, a lot of the times you'll end up refilling your hand. And oh gaining yeah, some value life, right? gen wave, like a gen wave for six, and then you like draw three cards and gain three life because you just randomly hit three land in your top six. Yeah, that's okay. It's not too bad at all. Yeah, okay. Lots of ramp attached to creatures. The snakes that give you a mana during your upkeep or whatever, that's fine. Those are the specific snakes that don't have wrath reassurance built in. Those aren't your regenerators. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's the age-old, do I run mana dorks or mana rocks? Play asceticism or asceticism or whatever the hell it is. There you go. Yeah. That actually ties into our budget section a little bit. That card's expensive. Yeah, it is. But before we get to the budget section, last weakness. Okay. Nagas exist. Why did you have to go there, Ryan? <laughs> Why did you have to go with the Nagas? I definitely didn't even tell Brando that that was going to be one of the weaknesses. Oh, fuck. He doesn't read my show notes. He he has his own talking points, and I, mine was uh, Nagas. I hate Nagas so much. They look like snakes. They look like snakes. They're snakes. They're snakes that have arms, just like the Kamigawa snakes. And the Kamigawa snakes that are snakes have freaking legs, too. They're snakes. Why did they reprint Nagas? And Nagas don't have goddamn arms. So if you're being super specific, a Naga is a snake with a human head. Get it right. What the best Naga is? Be really good in this deck. Vizier of the Menagerie. So good. Yeah. Yeah. 
He was in so, Sashiro. So good with, like, if you're running Oracle Moldiah, yeah, because you can play lands off the top or creatures off the top with your. It's yeah. a Naga, though. It's not a snake. God damn it. Okay, budget section. So I don't have an actual value for this for this deck because you have it like all foiled out and it's like $800 or whatever. Yeah, I was working really hard to foil out Sashiro and since so much of that deck transferred into this one, there's a lot of foil in here. Yeah, now looking at on tapped out the cards that are above the $20 mark, like Concordant Cross Swords, you have the Legends copy. It's like 126 bucks. Yeah, you can find a regular one for 30 Jeepers, creepers. Expropriate is like $57. It's like 2,000 Canadian. Yeah. What else we got there? Uh, you got a foil hurricane. Is your? Do you actually have a foil 7th edition hurricane? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's foil, 20, 27, 26 bucks? Yep. Okay. Kira Great Glass Spinner. Also 26 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Misty Rainforest you play, that's like 50 bucks. Get this. This is the craziest one. Foil Sakura Tribe Scout. Common only ever printed in Kamigawa. Yeah, 15 cents, like zero dollars. But for a foil, it's 70 American dollars. 70 dollars for that piece of crap. Now, wow. does it go in cubes or is it just a commander thing? Like where does that card see so much play that's yeah, 70 dollars? Like, because there's lots of stuff that's only been printed in one set ever, and there's yeah. only one foil copy of it. And Wizards never reprint this. I definitely bought a foil play set of it for like three bucks you from Star Set. Yeah. Dang. So never reprint this, Wizards. I'm I'm ahead of the curve, and that doesn't happen very often. So I'm I'm happy with this. So if you wanna if you wanna not foil this deck out, like if you wanna hit like generate deck and then just like load the deck onto tcgplayer.com and buy it. What what do you think it's gonna cost? If you buy cheaper copies of certain cards, a la Concordant Crossroads, and cut things like Expropriate because you don't really need them, it's just there because I had one in a binder, it'd probably be two, two, maybe three. Two maybe. dollars. hundred dollars. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. It'd be really cool. Like, none of those legendary snakes in Kamigawa are actually worth anything. I think Sashiro might be a couple bucks. Yeah, and the foil ones are worth a few bucks, but if you want, again, non-foil, I mean, we're not going to... We're yeah. not that judgy. Yeah. We're not that big of elitists. No, I just happen to have a bunch of foil stuff because that's just who I am. And I've been playing a long time. And I've always been the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Should we do your favorite part? You mean card, card of the, of the week. 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 week? What do you got this week? Your deck? Your actual deck. There's two weeks in a row we did our actual decks. Actually, I think this whole arc is our actual decks. These are actual decks that you could see if you come meet us in MF in Calgary. Ooh, you can get MF'd by our actual decks. No, they would know all our tech. They would know how to beat us. Damn it, I hadn't thought of that. Dang it. Oh, well. This week, we just talked about her. Sakura Tribe Scout. Yeah. She, I'm going to say she because she's a snake with big, long red hair and big boobs. Forearms. I think, I think you're okay with that. Two legs. Two legs, forearms, big boobs. Is that the kind of thing that you should Google? No. Her and Goro from Mortal Kombat, I wonder if they exist somewhere on the internet together. Oh, God, Ryan, what have how, you done? How many, like... What have you done? How many things does Goro have? Like, I know he's got four arms, but, like, are they, like, side by side? Are they on, like, one on top, one on bottom? Don't Google that. Just don't Google that. Let's don't. just talk about Sakura Tribe Scout, Ryan. Let's just talk about her. Let's just talk about her. She's the one, one for one. Tap. Put a land from your hand into play. I think lefty-righty would be better than toppy-body. She's two fifty American. That's sixty five dollars Canadian. Massive foil multiplier. She's sixty five U S dollars for a foil one. We were talking about that the other the other day at Magic. I think we all decided that Lefty Righty's better, right? No, we decided that Uppy Downy was better. We're the worst kind of people. Yeah, secure tribe scout. There is redundancy at that tap. Put a land into play effect in Walking Atlas, right? If you want to play twice as much for the same size of a creature with the same effect, you can play Walking Atlas. That's easier to kill because it's an artifact. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably why Sakura Tribe Scout costs as much as she does. Milk list. Milk list. Milk list. Okay, as per EDHrec.com, these are the most popular cards at each converted mana cost slot from zero to uh, sixteen. In this case, I wonder what sixteen is going to be. Zero drop slot, most popular card. Your favorite. And then my favorite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ever-flowing chalice. My deck, I will never play it. Not playing it. The second most popular, walking ballista. I play that. Nah, not in this deck. 
at the one drop slot. We always do the top three because Soul Ring's always the top one. Uh, well, number one, Soul Ring planet. Number two in the one drop slot, Lanawar Elf. Nope. You're playing shitty Lanawar Elk Snake Snake Shaman. Yeah. Way okay. better in this deck. Number th- number three. You're going to get a milkless match here. Oh, damn it. Rapid hybridization. Really? Oh, you're not playing yeah, that. You're playing Pongify. Yeah. Ooh. Ha ha. You, you meted me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Meted the milk list, baby. There it is. So no uh, no milk list matches thus far, I guess, if you're not counting Soul Ring. Okay. Two drop slots. Simic Signet. There's one. Yeah, for sure. Cultivate. Nope. Explosive Veg at four. Nope. Who's playing that? Over Sky Shroud Claim? I have no idea. In a two color, it doesn't even make sense. It does not make Shout sense. Shout out to uh, Dana Roach from CMDR Central and EDH Recast. He hates Explosive Veg because there's so many four drop fine two lands that are better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even play Explosive Vegetation and Omnath Locus of Rage. Be good in there. Because there's just better ones. There's better that I can options in there, is the point, though. Okay. Uh, Urban Evolution at five. Nope. Prime Speaker Zagana at six. Hell no. Avenger of Zendi at seven. Never. Crater Hoof at eight. Nope. That'd be a good one with your uh, Genesis wave. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Artisan of Kozilek at nine. Nah. Ulamog at ten. Nope. Temporal Trespass at eleven. I finally got one. I traded with a member of CCO Nation. That's great, but I'm not playing it. Oh, okay. Enter the Infinite at twelve. Nope. Emrakul two. Nope. Emrakul one. Nope. Sixteen. Draco. Who's playing that? I don't know. One dude. (laughs) Oh. It's probably the same guy, too. Just one guy built one deck of every combination of colors just so we could put Draco in it. Including Mono Brown. It's just this one effing guy that just is doing that. I want to meet that guy. I would like to meet that guy, too, actually. I wonder if he's from Calgary. Like, what's wrong with you? And then he'd be like, oh, I just thought it would be funny. I'm like, ah, you're you're the worst. You're terrible. (laughs) Yeah. 593 Tatiova lists on EDH Rec. That makes her the ninth most popular commandy. Right above Experiment Kraj and right below Thrasios and Kalide? Kadile? Kalemni? Kalemni? Sure. Whatever. Okay, that's fine. Average converted mana cost 3.19. That's, that's okay. That's pretty good. Also, snakes cost two, right? Yeah, that's your standard kind of casual EDH converted mana cost casting point. Yeah. Critical turn, five. The yep. turn that you could cast your Tatiova, followed by, like, reasonably sized value Genwave. Yeah. Okay. Or the turn that you cast, like, your Tatiova, you gain a life on the, like, turn six or whatever, and then you hurricane somebody's flyers. Yeah. Somebody that was, like, pulling ahead of you. Okay. Casual deck. You could play it in four, five, six-player games. If anybody plays six-player games, like, I know we do sometimes, that we try and stick to four and five, but... You could play this in like a bigger game. You can play it wherever you want. It's it's fairly wrath resistant because everything kind of does the same thing. It's it's fine. It's just a fun deck to play. Yeah. Tutors. You've got one tutor to my count, right? And that is the time of need. Just time of need. It's a great card. Okay. Uniqueness rating. Cards different than the average Tatiova list on EDHREC.com. Now you made Snake Tribal. Yeah. Big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. Big money. 48 cards different. Yeah. Uniqueness rating of 48. Yeah. So, punch it all into the spice calculator. I think we're going to be spicier than the last Tatiova list and the last snake list. Ooh. 67. Yes. That's pretty good. Pass that 50 test and the 60 yeah, test. Yeah, 50 test with honors. You On- got honorary 50. Fair, 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 fair. That's the, <laughs> that's the air horn. <laughs> I think they got it. <laughs> so, I like it. I, uh, I like it better than getting um, primal surged. Just because that always took a long time to resolve unless you just do like, oh, there's Primal Surge, feel bad, scoop, he's just going to win, right? Or Snake Tribal, like flip your guy, make 100 mana, Hurricane, everybody loses. I like this better because uh, you can leverage some of your Tatiova life into Hurricane and uh, it's not just a given that you're going to gen wave for 100. You're going to gen wave probably for like 8 or 9 more often. Yeah, it, I like this deck because it brings one of my pet decks back into relevance. Yeah. Because I, I had taken Snakes apart. and Very I t- EDH-y, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I had taken Tatiova apart because she only primal surge. Like it was, it was just primal surge I win, and it, it wins in the exact same way every time. You blew your surge once, and that was enough. Yeah, I think I did it twice, actually. Unless you're Goro, then you do it twice, yeah. <laughs> I Goroed it, and then I took it apart because it was boring now. And I took those two decks that I really, really like, 
and I molded them together to make something new that I'm having a lot of fun playing with. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what this deck is. Is it something that's just fun? It's not going to win at any CDH tables. It's not going to win any tournaments. It's fun to play. Dude, I think that, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what Commander, especially CCO-style Commander, is about. Right? Having fun? It's about having a good time and having a different kind of game every time. Yeah. Can, As evidenced with multiple win cons. Yeah. In you the just, deck. You just you drink a couple of beers with your buddies, you're sitting around, you're having a fun game of Magic the Gathering. Nobody's arguing, no there's there's none of that with this deck. It's just fun. And or, I like or, that. Or you drink like ten beer and fall off your chair. Yeah, you can do that too. And you can still pilot this deck. Yeah. If you do that, and that's the best part. That that all sounded like a final thought of the day, but give us your final final thought of the day right after you run through our 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 giveaways one more time. Okay, check us out on YouTube. Any comments, smash the like button, shares of our videos will get you entered into a draw to win the Zatahedron Grinder deck. You can also get entered by checking us out on Facebook, following us there, or Podomatic. Help the channel grow. We will enter you to win. Full details for that are actually on the giveaways page on commandercookout.com, as you say. Oh, yeah, I like that, too. Yeah, it's all the details are there, like what gets you so many entries. So if you want to maximize your entries, you go to the giveaways page, and it gives you a breakdown of how to maximize your entries. So hit that up. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Let us know if you like this episode and what episodes you would like us to do for the rest of this arc. We have a few planned, but we'd still love to hear from you. Final, final thought. I already really, really gave it. This is an opportunity for me to revive two decks I really enjoyed, turn them into one deck that I still have a great lot of fun with, and I like just playing with my friends. Build it yourself. Let me know what you think, and we'll be back with you next time for another exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Numbers aren't snakes. Mm.